Welcome back to another episode of Getting Strange with Stevie Moe. I am Stevie Moe, and I'm currently sitting here at a pavilion down by the river, right in front of where the fire department keeps their boats looking at a stadium, sitting across from another guy named Steve. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. Got Steve Dearborn from uh, Stevie's Eats at the Secret Barbecue place i was always like Dude, what's the address of this shit and it's like follow the signs bro yeah yeah no and uh i'll actually give you the real address it's 806 40th avenue bentendorf um it's a black north from tanglefoot road in utica ridge so if you're uh, ever in the quad city area as soon as you get on like devil's Glen, utica ridge you'll know exactly where this is yes sir and the signs aren't big but like i got signs out i've got better maps to show people on facebook but other than that like it's it really is a hidden barbecue spot which is cool and you know i there's when the pandemic hit there was a lot of facebook groups that uh everybody started posting about it was like best you know it was like a takeout and then all of a sudden it turned into okay well this is a food group where's the best place to go get barbecue and i kept seeing you know everybody say stevie's eats um, we were talking about a, a guy earlier today, or you know, just earlier before we were talking, mm-hmm. and he recommended you because I had talked about you know some of my favorite barbecue joints, uh, and I want to get these dudes on for for a podcast. They're good. They're good shit. Um, Skinny's down in Muscatine, Cord. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard nothing but great things about it's, Skinny's, dude. It's one of the that's a hidden gem. So when you find it, you go in this old building, you're like looking around, and you're like, dude, where in the fuck is this? And you go in, and it's like a it was like an old factory that they converted into like a bunch of shops, and it's super cool in there. The view of the river that they got, it's like fuck. This place is aw-. and the food is food is awesome. I mean, that's thirty five minutes south of the Quad Cities, but you True know, when everybody started, um, you know, talking about because for the longest time, uh, the barbecue scene in the Quad Cities was Jim's ribs. Yep, and you know they're a wet style rib. Yep, which is fine. No, nothing wrong with it, but you know, we started going to Chicago. Like I, I was able to go to Smoke uh, down in St. Louis. I've been to Pappy's. Nice. So, like, I, I've started being able to kind of reach out and go to some of these other places. And you know, with the with the big boom of you know YouTube videos, like that's how I started getting interested in wanting to smoke <laughs> meat. You know, I've wanted a Traeger for God knows how many years, and I got one. And I haven't done like a full episode, but this would be a good episode that we can just talk about that shit because it. <laughs> To let you know how awesome this little motherfucker is, um, I, I was at 205 a year ago, and before I bought my Traeger, I was about 207. Now I'm back up to 220. <laughs> it's like, fuck, dude. There's a meme I, out there that's like starting cook. He's a real skinny guy, and by the time he gets to executive chef, he's just this big fat guy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm the big fat guy. Like, I am that meme. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get there. And, you know, when, when the whole landscape of barbecue changed, so there there was a couple places that that started popping up. Obviously, Skinny's. Was, I was like, okay, I can actually get brisket because I've always heard about it. I don't want to drive three hours to get it. Yeah, that's true. You know. Um, and then there's you know a lot of other guys that were uh, that were popping up. Uh, Sweet Arnie's ended up going in the the Rust Belt, which was a music venue that yep. you know ended up taking a taking a hit. But he was cool. There was another food truck that. I heard I heard Sweet Arnie's has like the best potato salad in the QC. Dude, they have uh, their baked beans. He puts peaches in there. Oh, uh, heck and the, yeah. And I ended up getting hot to that because <laughs> when I lived in Milan, Illinois, a um, little small town outside the Quad Cities, there was this bar. This dude brought his food truck up, and it was it was a barbecue um, truck. And I can't think of what the name of it is. I, he's out 
near the Muscatine area, Andalusia somewhere. I'm not going to bury this guy. He was the nicest dude on the planet, but we bought some food from him. That dude got so hammered. He's like, fuck it, I'm opening the thing back up. And he he put apple slices in his, his baked beans, so he got super shit-faced. <laughs> Opened the thing back up. like we, He's just like, come on the back of the truck. We're just drinking beer in there. And then he had to get an Uber fucking home. Like His ride was, yes. his, his, ride was his food truck. <laughs> it was a mobile food truck. So, so he got so shit-faced that he <laughs> had to Uber back to pick up his fucking rig the next Dude, day. Dude, barbecue people love to drink beer. I, I That's mean, the crazy thing is I've... I'm not really a big alcohol drinker anymore as I've gotten older, but like, man, you talk to everybody who's just smoking in the backyard. You're like, how many beers for your brisket? They're like a whole 12 pack. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I need 24 beers. So you're drinking like two beers an hour. You're getting fucking. Oh tanked. yeah. And my, yeah. And my girl who, uh, you know, hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode or taste any of your meat. Cause I might not get her back. <laughs> get get <laughs> out of here. We'll talk, we'll talk about it, that. Yeah. It's the Steve inception rule. <laughs> yeah. She's going to upgrade. It's like, I, She's like, I love you, Steve, but the other Steve Dearborn has better brisket. I'm oh, like, get Shit. out of here, man. And that's what, <laughs> uh, like, you know, you start looking at the YouTube dudes. I, I love Meat Church. I love Matt. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Yeah, he, he's sponsored by Miller Lite, so, like, that's cool. But then you, uh, one of my favorite guys who I've seen recently, and uh, I, I, I didn't know how I was going to take this guy because I'm like, man, this guy's fucking goofy. But I'm like, well, I'm goofy as fuck, too. So. <laughs> But it's uh, it's Bradley from Chuds. If you ever watch this dude, he's a fucking goofball. But he's always drinking beer and like you know he'll promote some craft beer every once in a while. So I'm like, that's cool. Nice, nice. But um, yeah, I got damn, we got way off off topic because I want to bring it back to you. You know, all these other little barbecue places went up, and that you know now I know because of the internet and obviously TikTok's doing a big thing. Yeah, um, TikTok, man, TikTok. When I first started using it, I was like, man, like, it was a different platform. It was kind of hard to use, but it's actually really easy once you figure it out. You're like, wow, maybe it's just I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> and But uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Of of all varieties of interests and hobbies you have, there's something for everyone. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> and if you want to uh, – <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't even uh, talk about this, but, uh, yeah, my, my girl tells me, like, her ex will send, like – TikToks of gaslighting. I remember he threatened. He's like, "I was going to send you this TikTok to see what you do to me." But matter of fact, you don't deserve this TikTok. Well, this dude's forty, threatened to not send you a Jesus. TikTok. I'm like, Jesus Christ, grow the fuck up! I know. It's like- <laughs> That's the thing is, nobody is growing the fuck up. No, even adults are still kids. Yeah, exactly. Uh, nothing wrong with that. But dude, there's something sticky under his bench, and I put my fucking finger oh, in it. Gross. I- Dude, it looks like a booger. <laughs> We're at a public place in uh, in Davenport, but <laughs> but getting back to getting back to you, um, you know, the guy I talked to, I was doing stand up, and he said, you know, after talking to all these barbecues, he's like, oh, everybody's got to go to Stevie's Eats, and I'm like, okay, and I start seeing it pop up. I'm like, one of these days, I just I've been so busy that like Sundays are like my day to just kind of kick it, chill. You know, I don't want to leave my house, and ended up meeting you in person at the low pies two-year anniversary party you were talking to yeah. mike and i think i came up to you i'm like oh you're cheating on me with another steve yeah. i bet he cooks better than me too <laughs> <laughs> man then, i i thought you just wanted i thought you were about to like flex on me super hard <laughs> and you're like you know i got the treger <laughs> and i was like oh that's cool because like i respect that but in the barbecue like community we kind of like talk a little shit about people with the trigger because it's like you got the trigger and it makes barbecuing like perfect yeah you're like god damn you're like 
you can throw it on. You have the perfect temp. You don't have to really work that hard for mm-hmm. it. And then now your product is way better. You're like, fuck. Yeah, it's it, you know what that, that's what I like about the uh, that chuds bradley robinson he's like he because he's he did a review on a pellet smoker but he's all offset nice and he's like if you're cooking outside you're a friend of me so it was nice for me to get my foot in the door because i really really wanted one and i i had opportunities to get like a charbroil you know an offset and i'm like i'm just starting out like do i really want to take the time to kind of learn fire control temp i'm like what if i get the wrong one you know, and the more and more I, I start to see some of these guys on there that it's just like, it's really not as difficult as it can be, but it's like you have to do it enough to where you start to start to know how the meat works. And I'm like, you know, I've tried a couple different things where I figure, hey, you know, as long as I get it up to temp, it'll be fine. Like when I'm making chicken wings, which we got to try your chicken wings, and if they're good, my girl's never going to eat them. Because <laughs> that was the only thing that was the only thing you we talked about. You don't even chicken wings, man. We're not, go- we're not even going out to Stevie's. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's the thing. And I was like, I was giving you shit. I'm like, oh, so you're Stevie. I'm like, you got a legit smoker there. And I'm like, and I was like, yeah, that kind of tried to flex a little bit on wings. And yeah, that's what my girl piped in. <laughs> well, and the thing is, I haven't even put wings on my menu yet. Like, some people have been like, you're stupid for not doing it. But it's like... I'm six months in on my business, and uh, it's just I now get people coming in because they like the set of food that I'm cooking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, wings will be on the menu, but like right now, you're you're winning the game. Yeah, no, no problem, dude. I uh, <laughs> I because I smoked some wings, and you know, I I was that guy that I'm not gonna lie to. You, I was like trying to get all the fancy seasonings and all that shit. There's some really cool ones out there. I think. After I, because watching these YouTube videos, I'm like, oh, I gotta get the meat church. I gotta get this. Yeah. I gotta get that. Any more, like, it just has to really catch my attention now because I'm like, okay, I've already had all these. And honestly, some of the best wings I ever smoked were, I wanna say it was like salt and pepper. I use the fresh to death pepper from, uh, from Tacticalories. Nice. Which is that, uh, what do they call that? The 18 India grade or whatever. It's like a, it's a special I, kind of pepper. I honestly, a, I don't know. It's like the, it's like the thickness or whatever. I had no idea. I'm so like, it was okay. a thicker graded pepper? I, it's a, yeah. Nice. So you get, you get a lot more. So it's not like you're putting actual peppercorns on there, but it's yeah. pretty close. I did that and a little bit of the cookies flavor enhancer. And then I smoked them for an hour, like 250, and then I fried them. I was about to ask that. Did you fry them? Yeah, I fried them, but I put. I did. <laughs> That's put, a game changer. Yeah, I did. I did soak them in soy sauce because there's like a lot of people who are like, "How do you get the crispy skin?" I'm like, I didn't want to put cornstarch on them all night. Yep. But I'm like, I think if I leave them in a soy sauce bath for I don't know 30 minutes, that all that sodium is going to dry out the skins. That's kind of what I and they were the best wings that I ever had, and I got laid because of them. Well, so that uh, I, <laughs> truth be told, like that's how you woo somebody is you cook them yeah. chicken wings and they love them and. You get laid. And say, and say, <laughs> this isn't Hawaii. This is Davenport, Iowa. Yeah, this is really. The, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I uh, and and here's how uh, here's how I shop for barbecue sauce. And uh, if this sounds a little, uh, you know, might sound a little racist, maybe. If there has to be a certain certain thing I look for in a barbecue sauce, like if I just see like a really fancy bottle, uh, uh-uh. uh, but if I see some like. Some like old black dude that's just like old Earls. I'm like, yep, that's, that's the one, and I haven't been wrong since. Um, the the one that I always get at Hy-Vee, and I'm uh, I'm such a big fan. And they put 
put his picture right on there, but I've I've known of him for a while as Big Moe's. Oh, but, yeah, Mo Kaysen. He's Mo, from Mo Des Moines. Kaysen. Yeah, he's from Des Moines. Yeah. Guy loves golf, drinking beer, smoking cigars, shooting guns. I'm yep. pretty sure he's a vet, too. Yep, I'm like, he is a Navy vet. Uh, so I get his I get his shit. His I-10 sauce is my favorite. I haven't even had any other sauce, but like if I, if I buy sauce twice... It's uh, good stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> like you know, if I if I see there's like sometimes I, and sometimes I've been wrong. Like one of my favorite sauces was out of Wisconsin. It was like Bob's Bitch and Barbecue. Their Carolina sauce was sweet, and I'm like, this shit is great, and I can't fucking find it anywhere. Ah, so I haven't bought it yet. But that's that's how. So that's kind of how I judge, and I I did that one time too, and. Yeah, if it sounds a little racist, well, look, like I'm on that, I'm that one side. There to me, a- it's not even sound racist because <laughs> if you really think about like roots and barbecue, that is the oldest food. Like people were cooking over fire before they were pan cooking, and you know before even yeah. bread was a thing. So like barbecue is engraved in all of us. Yeah, it's like a- doesn't matter your culture. But where I want to get with is Southern African food is heavily rooted in American food, and that's why mm-hmm. I feel like you would say something like that is. Because, like, we know that truly the African population in America can't fucking cook. Oh, yeah. You get that, and you start getting that, uh, you know, the meme of white people don't season their chicken. (laughs) Which is, (laughs) growing up, growing up, my mom would just boil chicken, and I'm like. Yeah, no, and that's, man, that's honestly what got me into cooking was um, my mom would do basic stuff, which I thought was, like, top notch. And then I started working with chefs, and they actually gave me, like, what top of the line was and you're like completely different yeah. day and night and so but there is still th- that thing of like there even though like you've learned how to cook better there's still nothing better than your mom's cooking like 100 percent now if i make hamburger helper beef stroganoff it don't taste the same as when my mom made it it's 100 percent. it's one of those things but you know you get um <laughs> you get around a lot of cultures and that's why i, I talked to hunter about this like cold I, I i've said this before and i say it again it's like food Food brings cultures together. I say that yes. as two white guys sitting <laughs> sitting in a park. <laughs> Whatever. But, like, dude, it, it, it brings them together because, you know, I remember uh, I worked at a zoo with um, – I was, like, 21 working in a zoo gift shop. And this uh, this girl, she was working there. She was Pakistani, and, like, her mom would cook food for us because I was talking about it. I'm like, I love Indian food. And, like, she came through. And Hell, yeah. And it was just – I go, this is some of the best shit I've ever had in my life. She goes, this is what my mom made for breakfast. Today, just as I was going out the door, she's like, this is what she made for bread. And I'm like, it's just there was there was so much. And I think, you know, if we want to start talking food conspiracies, you know, I know we haven't even really got to your setup yet, but you want to talk food conspiracies. I mean, are they not are they not making food, the worst food more available to you? It's like, how come I can't go buy I can't go buy I can't go buy fresh chicken, but I guarantee but I can but I can get chicken nuggets. I, I can get. A pound of chicken nuggets from McDonald's for cheaper than I can get. Uh, yeah, organic much, chicken breast. And yes. it's like, what? What in the fuck? I and mean, now food is getting outrageous too. Yes, I haven't even tried a brisket yet because a slab six dollars a pound. Yeah, which <laughs> think about think about this. You know, when we talk about where food, you know, where barbecue came from, it was like, you know, the slaves back in the, you know, fifteen or no, it was like a sixteen, seventeen, eighteen hundreds around there. They. They had to learn how to cook with the the scraps, the scraps, and for yeah. the longest time, brisket was considered a scrap. Like most barbecue, like ribs, nobody, no kings and queens are eating ribs. They are now, yeah, hell yeah, they are now. Hell but yeah, it's they like, are. but now you look at a, a, a brisket. I think it's it had to do with 
you know the 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 barbecue boom. Everybody's at home. It's like it's like lumber. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I would say with uh, <laughs> hi, hey there. I would honestly say with COVID, like everybody's cooking. But if if things start to, I'm not, I don't even want to use normalize. But if things get to where people are more on the go again, then you're just going to see more people not cooking again. Yeah. You're going to see all those the chicken, uh, the McDonald's chicken nuggets and stuff be more readily available. See, that's what has me all messed up. Was it's funny because like when people are talking during COVID, what's uh, um, oh, I can't even think of the word. Like what's necessary. McDonald's was necessary, but you couldn't go to a store late at night to get the food to provide oh, for like, your family. Yeah, like, like a essential plate. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, essential. Yep. And dude, that's still we're still here creeping up on almost two years later. And you know, Casey's most Casey's aren't even open twenty four hours anymore yeah. because apparently COVID only comes out at like ten o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about control. And Uh-oh. you know, yeah, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, by the way, you don't have a hundred employees working for you, so you don't got to get. The, yeah, true, true. You, you don't go get that. What somebody called it, the Fauci ouchie. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: is like, I'm not even against, uh, you know, vaccination and stuff. It's just, it's almost like um, these are the test trials to things. Yeah. Because even if you look at the FDA. And you actually do the research on some of this stuff, like the what was it, the Pfizer? They did FDA approve it, but then they actually came out not even a week later and was like, like took it back. And that's look like if you got the shot because it was FDA approved and you believe that, you know, if if you believe that it's for your health and it's for your safety, that is totally one of your liberties, yeah. and go for it because that's your right. Yeah, don't and, and make, rock it. You know, yeah, don't make don't threaten my paycheck because I won't get what I see research as not being that fucking beneficial like yes. i you know i'm not one of those guys I, again i'm i'm right there with you if you think the vaccination is going to help you by all means you absolutely need it me on the other hand i'm starting to see where with this delta variant like if you have a vaccination uh, it's worse for you is what they're saying. I, now, now that's that's what I'm. I've been seeing online. Whether that's true or not, I don't want this podcast to get pulled down. But well, like, there's a guy that got a couple strikes on Twitter against him. But he was like, "Dude, uh, he's like, I got a strike against me." He's like, "But what I said ended up being true." So <laughs> he's like, "I," and I'm like, you know, I. It's just another political divide. Anything. Yes. It's, it's always like one hundred percent. And you know, to, to have have Biden come out and say it's not about freedom; it's about your safety, and that's that's a talking point that I think really should not just be swept under the rug. I know there's a lot of people. Uh, a lot of my friends are very, very liberal. Trust the government, yep. and if that's how you want to feel safe at night, by all means. However. Uh, you haven't done a whole lot of research on like what Operation Paperclip and shit is, <laughs> you know, uh, Operation Northwoods. I'm like, you start looking yep. at that. I'm like, that that's the same government. I'm like, it doesn't matter that well, administrations came and went. Look at um when we were fighting Japan in the Pacific West when they bombed Japan. They they knew that radiation was going to occur, Dang and then look what happened to all those veterans when they got old and they were getting cancer. The VA kept pushing their dates back, and this is public record that like they kept pushing their dates back, and so people started dying, and it was like the the American government didn't even want to pay out on something that they knew, yeah, was going to be a thing. Look at like Agent Orange, like yeah, that's Vietnam. Still my uh, yeah, my buddy's dad was a Vietnam vet, and he suffers health problems because of it today. You know, it's uh, it's it, dude, it's 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 one of those things, man. Uh, you know, my, my girl's dad's was a Vietnam vet, and. 
you know, she said when she was, like, trying to help him with the VA, like, there was, like, so much of his shit that was, like, blocked out, even though it's, like, public record. They still wanted to hide, uh, you know, what? Yeah. I don't know whether he was special ops or, <laughs> or not, <laughs> but it's, like, dude, they they know all this shit's going on, and, I, you know, I think, I think a lot of times they get caught with their pants down. I don't know that this, you know, I... I I'm, I'm not saying that COVID's a thing that's not going to happen. I, I had my buddy Paul was on. Um, you know, I've known a couple of people that have uh, that have passed away from from having it. So I'm like, but it doesn't seem like this vaccine. If the government's trying to force healthy people to get it when they're at the lowest risk of getting it, which by the way, I I don't know why they're blaming unvaccinated people when if you had the vaccine, you can still get it. You just don't yes. get sick. I'm like, no, you can still get sick. There's See, that's, well, yeah, there's that's people cra- that are dying from. Look, and and what yeah. what fucking blows my mind is so if I tell somebody that, look, I actually saw real footage of a respected doctor or respected doctors come out and say the ER is just full of COVID patients, but it's all people who've been vaccinated, and then I tell you that, and you're like looking at me like I'm crazy and I'm dumb. And you're like, it's like WTF? Yeah, because I'm 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 not one of those dudes that like wants to get information and lie to you because I want to be a better person like most the majority of the people like nobody wants people to be sick and get die like that's like if you if you're that way you should probably get fucking murked yeah you know and you know there's that push that a lot of uh, uh now it's like a lot of talk show hosts are starting to go on there like um Jimmy Kimmel and there's a thing where people are like well if you're unvaccinated maybe you shouldn't maybe you shouldn't get uh get medical care Say a vaccinated person had a heart attack and the unvaccinated person oh, was babe, in a car accident. Oh, that's like that's in there. And Dude, all of a, sudden, a, a now medical you- doctor's job is no matter what sickness and health they got you. Like that's, you know, if maybe medical people shouldn't have went in to become doctors and shit if they didn't want to go in to actually help people. And you know, they really was more of like, well, if I'm a doctor, I'm going in for the money. Yeah. Like that's the wrong ways. Like I could be a doctor and going for the money, but I fucking do barbecue because I love barbecue. I love to cook. At the end of the day. There's nothing better than eating some edibles, smoking some meats, having a beer occasionally, and serving people, and like being fun about it and having a good time. Like, like that's what fuels me. And if you're a doctor, if you don't feel that way, and you're in it for the money, just get fucked. Yep. Uh, and another, you know, another thing about that, it's like, dude, if you. If we allow them, you know, if a doctor goes, ah, they weren't vaccinated, I didn't want to work on them. Now they're getting the government to back them, and it's like you can't file malpractice suits. So your dad had to die because because he didn't get vaccinated because he didn't want something jabbed in his arm. So now your dad had to die because a doctor said he wasn't vaccinated. And the government will probably take that doctor's side. Like, nope, we got protection. Your dad wasn't vaccinated. Like, that's that right there is why socialized medicine is a bad fucking deal. And I'm not... You know, I'm not. I'm not trashing that. Uh, you know that it would probably help cut costs down. You know, everybody. I think everybody well, should get medical care, but I don't think it should well, be as why, outrageous why can't as it we is. Just fucking cut costs down because morally it's better, and we all know that people, no matter what, are going to get sick. It, just genetics and whatever happens in life, like it's it's the big pharma that's really just killing us like they're killing us that's all you oh, yeah yeah I, <laughs> no, man, i'm just gonna drink both of these over here my fucking, my, my fucking mouth is getting a little dry <laughs> over here i wonder what's causing that and i on it like i don't hate talking about this stuff because it's really fun to actually dabble and i love talking with people that have they're very like liberal and they love like the mask wearing and that and i love talking to them and like not even trying to argue, but just like listening to their side. Like, why are they, they feel that way? And, 
you know, you listen to some of this stuff and you're like, you know what, you're right. Like, I, I can side with you on that 100%. I see your perspective. But when it comes down to, like, liberties, like, this is a choice. And the fact that, like... Okay, so before the whole COVID stuff happened, you know, I'm a big guy. Like, I started working out to become healthy, and then COVID hit. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, man, I could have gotten really jacked up and sick because I was like way heavier than I was now. And um, the fact that I'm working out and staying healthy, like I've gotten sick over the last couple years, but it was, uh, it was a stomach bug, and then uh, they linked it to heartburn. No COVID, been tested, all that stuff, and you're like. I naturally just got sick like I would have any other year. Yeah. You know, why is this any different? And, like, I do know people who are unvaccinated who died, but I know people who are vaccinated and died, and, like, it's, like, 50-50. There's, there's, no, yeah. there's no tell. It's yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, it's like they always say, it takes a couple of years for vaccinations to work. and it, Man, it's one of those things. Either you're going to be on one side of it or the other. Yes. Um, you know, you're either going to have to get it. Like, both my parents are vaccinated. I... I was like, well, I don't want them putting that government juice in you, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, that's just that's just me. I mean, you know, you can go with like, and I, I love Pat Militich to death. He all he, he uh, thinks it's uh, something else, like it's going to change our DNA. Well, uh, dude, they've come out with like, depending on your sources, they've come out with things that. Um, that it shows that it changes like DNA structure. So, yeah. but. You know, then again, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I could show you that evidence, but then if you're on the other side, and no matter what, you don't want to open up your mind. I just look like I'm in, like, yeah. not intelligent. I look like an asshole. Exactly. And, you know, time, time will tell on shit like this. I mean, you know, at the end of it, you know, when we're fighting off uh, all the zombies <laughs> and shit like that, and then it's just like, just move north, man. Like, like what do you, what do you do? Are you just like, haha? I, I, I was right. Like. Do, do you really want to, like, am, am I going to sit there and be like, I knew I was right and, like, gloat about it, but it's like, Fuck oh, great. No. All my friends and family are dead. Now I'm fighting off zombies and rogue things. Like, this would be the end of The Walking Dead. I'm like, you know, you, you'll sit there and think about it. Maybe this is the government working on me. Like, God damn, I should have just got that vaccination because now I could be a zombie and this shit wouldn't even fucking matter to me. Yeah. Like, I, I would be a zombie not having to fight zombies. Well, <laughs> at that rate, it would become zombies' rights matter, too. So, like, you just can't oh, slay yeah. zombies even though they want to eat your brains. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, the PETA. <laughs> It's like Zamba. Zeba. 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 <laughs> Dude, you know what? I, I don't know how sick you could get, but like, man, say there was like zombie pigs. Like, bro, you're eating some fucking spooky ass bacon at that yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like. <laughs> Zombelly, like it's pork belly, but a zombie oh pig. God. Dude, could you imagine, like, ugh. Like, imagine being a zombie, and, like, instead of, like, butter as your finishing sauces, you're just using, like, straight, like, blood, and, like, you're transitioning it into, like, gravies, and you're like, oh, here's this zombie pig, or here's this zombie human brain we're putting all this blood on, you're going to love it, it's going to be great, and you're like, yeah, this is is the best steak but brains I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be fucked up? Like, dude, we'd know something's up, like, you'd... You slay like a, a fucking zombie animal, and then you eat it, and it tastes just like Salisbury steak. And you're like, "Wait, what? Have they been feeding us the past oh 150 God. fucking years?" <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers are eating those <laughs> those clone sheep. Oh uh, man, God damn! All right, let's talk about actual food for a minute. Let's talk about how you started your business. Now we, now we got the goofy shit out of the way. Yeah, no. <clears throat> so uh, you decided to open a business in the middle of COVID. Like, I, 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 how? Why? You're not a very smart man. No, not at all. And I'm actually. <laughs> 
I'm actually even dumber because like this is like one of the hardest businesses to start yeah. and get going because of financial backing. Like, but there was a passion there, so you yes. fucking went with passion over uh, over logistics, and mm-hmm. it paid I, off. It's paid. I, off. I still have a full time job. I'm a custodian for the Downport School Board. So like, nice. I'm working my ass off. Yeah, and that's really that's really what it comes down to is you know you talk to people that want to start a business. You're like, yeah, you should because everybody in retrospect should start a business and work for themselves because we've all seen what some of this corporate greed has become. Yeah. And I know some good family, like um, the family restaurant that's on Kimberly Road. Uh, I think it's called the family restaurant that's like um, – it's by Poncheros. Yeah, it's literally just called the Family Restaurant, yes. right by Freddy's. Yeah, yeah, and they um, that's been family owned for forever, and they do they pay their employees super well, like twenty bucks plus an hour, and like they've built up to that. And I don't feel like family owned businesses in the beginning can compare to that, but at this time of this this war over wages and stuff, you're like. They've always been a family restaurant that's been good to their people. Yeah. And that's, I think that's one reason why they've been in business for 20-some years. Because you're going to come see the same waiter and shit. Like, there's, yes. there's something about comfort when you go to eat. Uh, you know, whether it be comfort food or, you know, you can get the same, same exact service. There are plenty of other places you can go to that uh, sometimes you go to places for food Sometimes you go for there for the service. You're like, yep. look, I know I'm going to get bar food, but so and so's working, and you know you're going to eat bar food. Be like, so and so, that's why. <clears throat> that's why you go to bars. Certain bars, it's not because they have certain. Be- I mean, if you're going to like a craft brewery, yeah, but like you'll go there. You know you're going to drink your bush light, but you go there because of the environment. And yeah. if you can create a good environment, you're going to get people to go there. So the food doesn't necessarily have to be great, but it helps. <laughs> well, it, no, and it, it does help. Like what. Man, like as um as a cook and like a foodie, what pisses me off the most is when like you know you go to an establishment, you like it because you like the bar and you like like you know the waiters and waitresses. Yeah. And like you're like I'm going there because I like these people and I'm going to support them and help them like they they help you. So like but what I hate seeing is when you go to like those bar food places and all it is is like fried frozen food. And it's just like it sucks because, like, man, they're making hella money off of this, and they're yeah. doing great. And it's, I mean, they're better, they're better at business than you. And you're just like, but I'm like cooking from scratch and with my soul, uh-huh. and then I'm like broke as fuck. But you're making hella money. You're like, who's got it right? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> no, <but> eventually, <laughs> eventually, figure it out. I, here's, and here's me. Like, I, I started to become a foodie um, a lot recently, and. You know that is. I didn't get a good look at them. They went by at least once. I feel like. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's that's fucking uh, Dave Heller, the owner of the River Bandits. Oh, <laughs> he looked just like him. Well, I bet they'll be back. Yeah, he's, if it is, we should holler. Be like, come on, Dave, get a shout out on this Seriously, podcast, he's, dude. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's the guy that. Uh, when you after you leave a River Bandits game, because yeah, there he's str- the one right there. Yeah, he'll yeah. he'll come out and shake everyone's hand like. Uh, Bobby Ray Bunch had a uh, got some box seats uh, like earlier this year, and we just hung out there. And he came in, stopped by, talked to everybody in the room, just made the rounds, and like he's he'll shake everybody's hand on the way out. And I don't give a fuck about COVID. <laughs> well, and you know that's a that's a good businessman right there. Like, yeah, you know, you I actually saw something today. It was funny. It was like 
why do you go to a Chinese restaurant and they don't ask about the food? Like, oh, how was your food? They never ask. And you think about it, they never do. And the meme, and the meme video was like, because it's that good. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, dude, he doesn't give a shit about COVID. He cares about the people. And mm-hmm. he's like, why don't you give a shit? Because I'm that good at what I do. And I, I'm thank everybody for being here. Yeah. All right. You know, I, like in that pers- like I'm trying to compare those two. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I was going to talk about uh, some uh, some Asian food here. Um, before before we're so really interrupted by trying to figure out is that the guy that owns a single A baseball team? <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, a week ago I was there, there's what I love about the Quad Cities as opposed to places where I might I might be moving up to Dubuque. You know, it is what it is. But Dubuque's beautiful though. It is, and they're starting to starting to expand. But around the Quad Cities, there's so many more um, options for for different kinds of foods. Like you know, up in uh, up in Dubuque, you know, they've got they actually got a really good. Uh, spot where you can get barbecue at Dimensional, strangely enough. Well, they also have, like, uh, James Beard Award winning chef up there, too. Um, uh, it's Is it like that first in Maine or El May? Uh, I think that is what it is because there's another one, too, that has a good chef that was, like, the seven beer brewing or something that's up there. Oh, Seven Hills. Yeah, Seven Hills. Like, I know that they had a chef that was super good, too. And then even when you go to Galena. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget which... I wish I would know, but the, they have a bed and breakfast that also has a phenomenal chef that's at this bed and breakfast. So, like, there is, like, good people in the area around, but it's... Yeah. There's a place called Foodie Garage up there that I need to try. I told a buddy, but he's actually asking is me Is that, like, a food truck thing? No. Well, I think they're, like, food truck food in a in a spot. Like, they open up cool. a garage. So, I, I haven't even seen it. I saw a sign for where I thought it was, but it turns out it's not there. Anyway, uh, oh, way, way off subject, because you'll, uh, you'll appreciate this. Sometimes I like just having traditional food. Me and my old lady, we want to have sushi. Yep. Hadn't had sushi in a long time. She's like, it's probably been about five years for me. Nice. And, you know, her being half Thai, like, you know, it's a lot of Thai food, a lot of seafood, not sushi. Sushi's kind of a different way. So I'm like, all right, where's the – and, again, in that food group where I see you pop up every once in a while, I said, all right, best sushi places. Three places kept coming up. Well, four, really. Um, there was, like, another hibachi place that, I've like, I passed by. My buddy literally talked about it the day before. Um, Osaka, which they have like a sushi buffet, which is fine. Yeah, the one over in Moline. Moline, yeah, yeah. it's it's good. I mean, you know, you, you go yeah, there. you go there to smash, mm-hmm. and you don't go there for like the perfect fish. Yeah, and I'm not a I'm not a fit like I can't eat fish. I seafood to me, I'm like, Mm-mm. ah. But if it's sushi, I'm like, okay, this is so like I can't like smoke a fit, but maybe I could now. I think you could, dude. I, I think I might. I'm going to try it because I'm like, I've always just hated fish. Go with but. salmon. Go with something that's kind of local. Yeah, that's, I was thinking either salmon or like... Um, People yeah. love that. Like probably... I And my buddy did... I tried lobster when, and he was he's actually a fisherman out on uh, the East Coast. He caught um, a tuna and like had a tuna steak. And I'm like, he's like, it's fresh. Bro, I caught this three days ago. And then he drove all <laughs> the way here. I'm like, all right. But it was in between that and uh, there was... I wanted just traditional sushi. I'm like, all right, fuck, I want... Just try just traditionally. I don't need any frills or anything. And then I saw that uh, uh, what a Eddie snack bar, yeah. and they do like fusion stuff. And I go, I know if I go there, I'm not getting traditional sushi. I'm gonna get like they've got like ramen and stuff. And I still and we didn't end up going. Did I you went, get the sushi burrito? No, I didn't. <laughs> we went to see that's what they had. I'm like, nah. I, we ended up going to Fuji. 
Yeah, no, Fuji's fire. I, dude, Fuji. So when they brought out, uh, we got the one pot stickers. I can't think what they are. And I was dude, like. Was it the Japanese ones? The gyoza? They, uh, they, uh, yeah, goiza. Yeah. Goiza. Those things were gas. And then we got just the sampler of like, you know, so we can try because you could do like samples of stuff. It's not like at the buffet where you can like try. I'm like, I know I like the California roll because I'm that guy, which they're fucking delicious. Like yes. everyone's like, oh, that's what you get when you, you come to sushi. It's fucking good. Try a sweet potato roll sometime. No, it's like, I, it's like fried tempura sweet potato in a roll. Dude, it's I saw it's that. fire. I went with the King Mango. No, nice. Oh, God damn, dude. I was, I was in heaven because it's got crunchy as an ingredient. I don't even know what the fuck crunchy it, is. Crunchy, I think, is just panko. Is it like panko? Breadcrumbs, okay, yeah. that's what that's uh, my lady was saying, but... The one, when they brought it out, it was like slivers of fish laid over the top of rice. Ooh, and I'm nice. like, okay, what? The, I'm like, this is this is going to be huge for me. I'm like, I know there's a little bit of fish in the sushi, but I'm like, bro, just try it. And it's like, you can just, and they had like a shrimp one. I'm like, man, I don't like shrimp. But the way that they, they like butterflied the shrimp and it laid over the rice. Yeah. I dipped it in, um, we still had that sauce that came with the uh, uh, goiza the but ponzu that ponzu yes yeah, yeah so no, i did that, I did that and they've they've also got the uh it's like a barbecue sauce it's general or it's they, it was like a sweet a sweet sauce that they had there okay uh, on the table along with the soy sauce but like i was like all right bro this is it i'm like just down the hatch i'm like well, you could tell one was like tuna the other one was like you know uh salmon or whatever there's like white fish dude i ate it i'm like that was a fucking amazing dude like yeah. just just that raw it's like a fish fillet just raw kind of laid right on top of rice and you just eat it and you're like i actually forget Ew. what that um cut of like sushi is it's uh because i think sashimi is just raw fish um and then you've got like your sushi rolls like your california roll that are wrapped with the seaweed and like i wish i'd be a little more knowledgeable about my etiquette but those what you're talking about those are my favorite yeah they were well they were really good because it was like you simple get that, yeah the that I, they have to just brine that or something or is this laid in there and um <laughs> dude when i uh yeah when i got in that king mango roll dude i had like mangoes on top of it i i go that that's gonna be one of the spots that we're just gonna work our way down the menu you yeah. know, and I'm like, I don't know that I want to go to anything else because that was so fucking good. Well, and they even have a, a Vietnamese side menu. Yeah, they got the pho and stuff. Because, and that's that's immaculate too. Uh, everybody I talk to about pho in like this area, well, especially where I kind of live in, like in the West End side, they always talk about this California pho that's over uh, off West Kimberly Road. Yeah, I've it's always, it's great. It's good food. It? Yes, but the thing is, is like. I went local, and the people at Fuji, they own that uh, Chinese restaurant across the street called The Great Wall. They do own that? Okay. Yeah, and they actually own another one. Because like, there's, um, like there's like a Vietnamese and Chinese restaurant across the way, too. Yes, yes. Okay, they actually – all right. Well, and I – man, one of my – I always told myself if if somehow Fuji goes out of business, I want that building because Reefy's – yeah, that's what it was for the Reefies longest fucking time. was the shit. Do you remember that Bishop bread? That sweet, uh, it was like brown, sweet, kind of like crumbly. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. what it's called, it's Bishop bread. It's like sugary. Yeah. Uh, I want I want that in more restaurants. Like, that was like a strictly Reefy's thing, mm-hmm. and it's gone. Dude, why did, they, why did that business close? That was before the pandemic, too. Uh, I went to high school with one of their daughters, mm-hmm. and I don't have like the in on what it is. I was just giving a shout-out to Beth. But uh, 
from what I've heard through the grapevine was like they didn't have like none of the kids wanted to run it and they were just like ready to retire. So it was like, let's just get out of it because food business is rough. Mm-hmm. Like it's rough on a family life. Like there's it, it's it's a different part of culture that a lot of people they respect going out and eating, but they don't really respect like what it takes to even create what yeah. you just ate. So, and, you know, that can kind of transfer in a – trying to get back to you. <laughs> and no, it's all good. Food, it's all good, man. Food truck, but, you know, talking about you, like, uh, what's what's going to be a typical thing on, on your menu? Because, obviously, we've talked about food prices and the struggles of this. I mean, you got brisket, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. brisket, pulled pork. Like, I got, like, your pretty much traditional barbecue menu. Um, my sides, I actually interchange a lot. Um I just recently put on my uh, three bean barbecue beans and debris, um, which I soak the beans. I cook them from scratch. Uh, but when I took those off the menu, I took it off for a month. And all the new people that were coming in and eating food were like, we heard about these barbecue beans and you don't have them. <laughs> I was like, dang. And then the people that were like, we love your beans. You took them off. What the heck? <laughs> I'm like, well, I put the mac and cheese on. You like the mac and cheese? They're like, yeah, but... The beans are fire. Like, they're yeah. fire. You're like, all right, so that's what the people want. So that's on the menu. Like, I'm never going to take that off because that's what people want. Like, right. there's nothing wrong with that item. Uh, but, like, I don't just – like, the reason why I named it Stevie's Eats was because um, it can be whatever I want to cook. Yeah. So, like, uh, last week or the week before, um, I did a uh, Korean gauchijang – um, smoked pork belly burn end BLT Ooh. with QP mayo, fresh tomatoes, fresh lettuce. If that motherfucker's on the menu tomorrow, I'm coming. Well, well, that's the thing is, <laughs> I, if I would have known and you said that, I would have been like, man, I'm going to go pop this baby on there. All day. <laughs> um, but it's honestly, when I ran it as a feature, pe- people came in just for that. Oh, yeah. So, like, that was super positive. But I... I want to have features like that. I want to eventually put on, like, fried rice, barbecue fried rices, an Iowa-style fried rice. Like, I have – I've got – I don't know. I've got a lot of things in the work that I don't necessarily want to say because I know there's some local barbecue people that – I know we all watch our stuff, but it's interesting when you make an ad, they make one similar because that's yeah. the market, mm-hmm. you know. Because so, they got to see what works. And, they're, and everybody's out there and Everybody too, is like know? that, yeah. And I, I got no problem with that, but there's certain things that, like, I was talking with Bogies, so I have something <laughs> I'm bringing up specifically for Bogies. Oh, Bogies is a very, very uh, – the family's uh, good. Re- talking to Harry. Um, I was talking to their media guy because I – um, I messaged them on Instagram. Oh, it was Harry. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Harrison, uh, he's like the VP, um, one of the greatest, uh, greatest dudes ever. Like I, if you ever you ever meet him, I mean, he's always coming down to local places. Like that dude is. There's there's like five or six spots that if you catch him on the right time, he's down there. He's super nice guy. Um, I've uh, I've bottled some mustard for him. Oh, cool. Before. Just hanging out. Uh, like it's it's funny. Like a lot of guys I work with are friends with him, and you know it's cool to see that that process, just how it goes, and you know him taking over, having this young perspective. I mean, if if you saw what I put on Instagram like a couple days ago, uh, I was uh, uh, their mustard. 
was cut with and I one time I, I posted it wrong. I call it honey mustard. They do have a honey mustard. They do, yeah. Which for the longest time they were just strictly Dutch mustard. Yes, they were do we grew up too strictly Dutch Poji's yeah. mustard, yes. But now with like them reaching out, the mustard that I've got is the Brockman Timbers maple syrup infused mustard. Oh, so nice. it's it's essentially the same thing, but it's the locally, you know, sourced maple syrup. But then they've got like you know, some like barrel aged with uh, Bent River, so they're doing uh, they're doing very good. Uh, <laughs> they're yeah. reaching out. Yeah, you tell it, just uh, just <laughs> when you message him back, like, is this Harry? <laughs> it's like Harry. I was just kicking it with Stevie Mo. He'd be like, word. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's that's the cool thing about this is um, the networking of meeting people and uh, bringing the community closer. Uh, and that's uh, getting back to Stevie's eats. That's one reason why. I started Stevie's was because mm-hmm. I wanted to be closer with the community because I lived in Louisiana for a long time. That's really where I learned how to cook. Mm-hmm. And then I was in Kansas City for a bit. And my goal was to really just leave, learn my skill, and come back and open up a restaurant. Yeah, do your uh, – what the fuck do they call that? Your Not your tutelage or – you know, they, they make uh, they make a lot of Japanese wrestlers do that uh, in uh, New Japan. Well, there'll be a, the, the young boys will come through the dojo. And they'll send them off on like an excursion. There's something that they call it where they'll send them either down to Mexico, so that it's like okay, before you come back, you need to go learn other styles too, and then you come back, and then you're like better off. Which that's that's that's, that's gonna be with key. anything though. Do you know who? Uh, and the guy's an electrician. Uh, he runs Pee Wee's uh, down in Rock Island. He was an electrician, went down to Louisiana, learned how to cook, and came back home and opened a yeah. I mean, I haven't had I haven't had their food, which is funny because oh, it's, it's good. It's real um, fucking good. I've heard a lot of people talk good things about it, and I one thing I haven't shown anybody really in the QC is my Southern style of cuisine that I learned, and I see all these Southern style cuisines coming up now, and I'm like, this is cool because when I start popping out my style, people are going to be like, like the same with Pee Wee's, like, where'd you learn that? Because that's that's very unique. You're like mm-hmm. in the South. Of course, people like his foods because he learned it in the South. Like he actually learned how to make red beans and and Southern cuisine. Oh, dude, my uh, my parents' neighbor. Anytime there was like LSU's playing, he's from Louisiana. He, <laughs> he gets the goddamn boudin balls going. I'm like, oh, oh what? Shit. I'm like, yeah. I know what boudin sausage is. He's like, you ain't had the boudin balls. And then he's like, you ready for some gator tail? I'm like, <laughs> I I was like, yeah. That was the first time I ever had gator, and I go, I'm really afraid to have gator next time because I don't think it'll ever be this good. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. I'm like, so how do you make it? He's like, dude, it's all the tail and just the way you prepared it. I was like, oh. I uh, I the reason why I started liking seafood was because I lived in Louisiana. Like, I actually had chefs that would take me out and like feed me seafood and like work on my palate because you know they they were introducing me and that. Okay, so it was either like become a police officer. Or it was um, pretty much excitement and adventure and learning cooking. And I've always liked the the back house of cooks. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of barbaric, pirate-ish. <laughs> like, man, sexual harassment is always going to be in the in- kitchen industry. And it's not like <laughs> harassment, like... I'm going to go grab this girl's butt or this guy's butt. And oh, no, you got guys that are like, yeah, hey, turn around. They got sausage hanging on. Yeah, yeah, no, it's <laughs> to me, like, that's all fun and games. And, like, if you don't like that, you definitely should speak up because people won't mess with you. But, yeah. like, at the same time, it's like it, it's really 
the last industry that you could be a criminal or some shit and like actually get a job and like turn your life around. Yeah, I've it, dude, I've, I've worked in the kitchen. I work construction. It's the same damn thing. You know, it's like you've got a bunch of rowdy guys. You could. You can make a good career. I mean, people like look down on you. Let's say you're not like a Wolfgang Puck. It's like, yeah, I'm a I'm a chef at this restaurant. It's like that. You know, people kind of look at that as like a, a step below career. It's like, okay, well then don't come fucking eat food prepared by anybody. Then prepare yourself if you want to. You know, yes, yes. I, but being a, like, I honestly, if I could make the same amount of money that I'm, I am now, <laughs> you're fine. You're good. <laughs> Uh, I was like, if I could make the same amount of money that I am now, I, I would definitely be a cook. Because there's something about <laughs> being in a kitchen, and then you get, you know, you, people. If, if you if you don't ever think it, like we only think of artists as oh they're you're musically gifted or you're uh, like you can paint. It's like no, you let some artists do their work in a kitchen. Like uh, Angel in Lopez, yeah. prime example. This motherfucker made on Thanksgiving last year, after their Thanksgiving pie, he made something, and he got it from another food truck from Floyd's. It was like the uh, hibiscus, uh, it was like a hibiscus mayo. Nice. And he took that and a Spanish cut of meat, and I don't even want to... And he infused it. And yeah, he fucked up, and it was the best slice of pizza that I've ever had from there. And I'm like, I got a picture of it, and I'm like, holy fuck. Because he was like, he's like, yeah... He's essentially their R and D, so you know when they come up with the slice of the month, you know they'll have him because he was a chef for a lot of number of years mm-hmm. in Denver, and then he brought that kind of like what you're doing. So it's like you know now you get to be an artist, you know that's your creativity, and the nice thing about it is uh, people get to enjoy it. You know, uh, you know what's interesting too is like I've got some very on my Instagram and stuff some very beautiful like barbecue photos that it, we uh, we plated. Um, a friend of mine named Marissa Gonzalez, who's a chef, um, we plated them. We made them look good. We took some photos, and they, I mean they're immaculate. They look beautiful. But actually, when you serve barbecue, it's just a sloppy mess. <laughs> yeah, it really like, is. Like, and it. And that's something that, like, it pisses me off because, like, I do know how to make really elegant and beautiful food. But then I think about it, like, I really just love creating soul food and, like, nothing better than barbecue. On a or, paper plate. Yes. Dude, you can't have these fancy-ass plates. Dude, I still see And by the way. Midwest is known. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> Slop food. Yes. Dude, that is what I'm about. Like. Talk all the shit you want. I'll make you a bowl of slop, and you'll be like, "What's in here?" I'll just give you all these ingredients. You eat it, and you're like, "That's fire!" You're like, "That's what it is." Yeah. I did. did you see those pictures floating around? It was like immaculate photos. Like New York barbecue is the best. Fuck them up, and it's like they had like breadsticks. <laughs> And it was like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? And then somebody goes Southern barbecue, and they have like a lunch tray just full of like, you know, uh, and dually. It is like, yeah, fun. ribs, <laughs> like, like sides, cornbread. Oh, dude, can you make cornbread? I can. Can, I, you, can you teach me how to make cornbread? That is like one thing I really want to learn how to. Is like, I want to fuck up some cornbread. Like I want chunky cornbread. Oh, okay. I, I don't okay. want like I don't want like yeah. I, anytime I can get cornbread, I will. Cornbread muffins, <laughs> dude. I could eat the motherfuckers for breakfast. I've been. Uh, I haven't mastered this recipe. I've done it about ten times now, but I've been working on this cornbread custard. <laughs> and. Um, too with like fucking the, like a brisket bottom on that motherfucker. Oh. Uh, so far, could you? So far, what I made is like the custards with like cream and egg. So um, it's like your classic cornbread, and then it has like 
you know, cream egg custard. Like it's thick, it's creamy, oh. it's gooey. But uh, I thought you'd like I, bake it too. Not oh, like I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it. The custard's baked into it. Okay. So like when you get a piece, you like you got the cornbread top, but the custard's in the center. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that I like to do with cornbread. Is my family. Uh, a couple years ago, I've made this a few times, but they like when I add like jalapenos and peppers and onions to the top of the cornbread and then you bake it. So that bakes in. But what I do is when peaches are in season, I cut those up or pears and I make it into a caramel and I add that onto the top. (sighs) So you're like, it's a little spicy. It's got the peppers. It's got the sweetness. You're like, what is this as dessert? You're like, eh, Uh, dude, it's (laughs) eat eat it. It's a slop cornbread. Uh, Yeah. Put it in your mouth. I remember the first time I put like, cause I always dude, hot cornbread with butter on top. It's fucking amazing. But like somebody goes and I, I I discovered this one way because me (laughs) Me and my buddy went and got KFC. It was just me and him. We got a family meal. wonder what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke a little devil's lettuce. Yes. And then I watched this motherfucker take a honey packet out, put it on top of his fucking uh, biscuit. I'm like. Oh, you never even done that I'm before. Like, I'm like, what are you doing, dude? And then <laughs> I tried it, and I, I was like, there's no way this was this good. I just had the munchies. I did it again, and it was that good. And now I do it every time. So if I get biscuits, I'm like, man, I ain't got no motherfucking honey for these biscuits. Well, you got to make sure you throw the butter on the inside of the biscuit and let it melt and then hit it with the honey because now you're getting the the fat and sweet on top of already more fat. So, yeah, dude, I put put honey on top of cornbread. (laughs) Fuck. Have you been to Kansas City? Never been to Kansas City. You know, my, uh, my ex got pregnant by a guy that was there. So. While we were together. Their thing is, is they like to put honey on pizza. Okay. Which it's fire. Like, hey, I mean, you know, you like honey on No, there a was a place. Dude, there was a place, and it was uh, it was called Bloomers. It was in uh, at Niabi Zoo. All right, when I was working at Niabi Zoo, it was in Coal Valley. Fuck, okay. I buried the zoo that I worked at. How long ago did you work there? God damn, 10, Oh, okay, so it's been a minute. Okay, okay. Yeah, but they had a honey crust pizza. Damn. And I bet that I, was fire. Oh, fucking gas, dude. Like, that, it was the, one of the sweetest crusts I've ever had, but, like, it was, like, honey crust pepperoni. I'm like, okay. If they yeah. would have thrown pineapples on that, I would have been perfectly okay with that. Uh, man, that's another debate. God, pineapples just, on pizza? Yeah. Uh, you know I'd what? fuck with it. I, I, I don't like Canadian bake. I don't like ham. I do not like ham. I cannot fucking eat ham. I can eat I feel any like, other. Have you ever had like that cheap dollar store-bought ham that's got like chunks of fat or bristle in it and like you're eating the ham it's like just nasty yeah, I, I feel like that's what ruined ham if someone can get, if someone gets like a ham steak and i'm like nope or like sliced ham at no oh you're fucking, not even like that no Damn. fucking way i can't but like if somebody goes hey do you want to eat beef cheek yeah sure yeah 100 sure yeah i can eat that <laughs> i was like hey do you want to head try head cheese like i did when i got a uh bond me at uh miss phase i'm like what the fuck is this head cheese I'm like, well it's like it's like head matter all I, I can eat that, but like, yeah, you get you get a slice of ham. It's like, uh, no. Do you remember? Uh, have you ever had old fashioned loaf? Like no. as a kid, uh-uh. fuck is man. That? Uh, I couldn't even tell you what's in it. It's always had this weird uh, flavor to it, and I hated it. But my family always got it as a kid. And then one day, I started to love it. And the last place that I had it, it was a few years ago was Fairway. I got like a pound of this shit, and I smash it. And I never cooked it like seared it in a pan and i did that over like american cheese just like a hot ham or whatever fire <laughs> like dude i'm i as a kid i tried spam i thought it was okay now i'm like 
I, 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 I just fucking thought of this. I'm like, I got a smoker. And I'm like, it's next level. I'm like, because I, I watched, uh, was it Matt from Meat Church? He fucking smoked a whole bologna log. I'm like, he got like a chub and smoked it. And I got a chub watching it getting smoked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Now you're eating that chub. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Dude, look at, look, look at us. Just us. A couple of fat fucks sitting here talking about food. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Um, I think the barbecue place that you had down in uh, Missouri, you, did you say? Uh, Pappies. Pappies. Uh, one of the guys that has a James Beard Award because he makes his own bologna, and he smokes it, and then he um, pan sears it and bastes it in butter Oof. and puts it on a sandwich. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Ooh. dude, I'm so I when I went down there, it was God. This was about ten years ago too. We were down there for a uh, wrestling pay per view. There was uh, well, I've been down there. No, I've I've been to Pappy's twice now. Once was a uh, I went to a Cardinals game. Like my friends were Cardinals fans, so I went to Old Bush a couple times. Yeah, the we, Old Bush, the Old Bush. <laughs> went, went down the Old Bush there <laughs> just for Pappy's. Uh, but then uh, I went there. Yeah, we were at. I think it was the 25th anniversary of the Royal Rumble. Uh, down there with some friends, and I remember trying it. And I'm like, man, this place did not fucking disappoint. Like, you know, it's an old. When you watch more and more videos of like barbecue joints, where they still give you like two sli- two slices of white bread. Yeah. Like that's just. That, I think that's kind of a classic thing. I mean, bread's fucking expensive. I wouldn't expect you to be. Well, well I mean, my thing is, is I actually give. Uh, it's a Japanese milk bread. It's. Fire. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a local baker who makes it, and um, so I do open face sandwiches. Unless if I'm running a special with a bun, oh, like yeah. if I put a burger on the menu, I'd use a bun. You know. Yeah. Um, but I do the open face because I'm trying to pay a tribute to that southern, mm-hmm. uh, just the white American style bread. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like the love I have for barbecue and from where I learned my roots in barbecue from Louisiana, like. I always want to pay like homage to those to that culture because like I wouldn't be shit without them. Like I wouldn't right. even be the man I am today because I learned so much about the South when I was in the South. You know, like when we were talking about politics earlier, like if you actually start talking to people about like what happened in the Civil War, nobody nobody from this northern perspective can really give you a full detail unless that they're into history. Yeah. And I didn't when I was down there, I had this northern perspective and then i got taught up and you're you really start to find out why the war was even started and you're like i'm not you know bullshit is what it is yeah it really it really was and i'm not i'm not defending uh you know defending all these fucking hillbillies you're flying the confederate flag. no i'm not either i'm but there is a reason why they fly the confederate flag it's like this isn't we don't we didn't stand for the values of what they had they stood for the rebels because the government told them one thing, and it wasn't, you know, everybody thinks it was all about slavery. And, and no, it was about industrial, yeah. where where all these industrial-built companies are going to go, who's making what money. And the South had an advantage at that time. Yeah, they did. Um, and then also, the reason why they really went to war was because the South was like, well, I'm going to leave the Union because of all your guys' bullshit. Yeah, they're like, we... And so they receded. Yeah, they're like, we became America because we were tired of the bullshit. You guys are becoming the bullshit. And <clears throat> if, you know, if... Things with they, the South was very much. They were like, "No, let states have their own individual rights," and it sucked that it had to come at the expense of uh, you know other humans' yeah. rights at slaves. Like it's like, yep. eh, you know, do you want to fight uh, rights on something else? Uh, why don't you just let them go? But you know, <laughs> it, it was a, it was a whole it was a whole fucking thing. And 
yeah, Southerners view the war very differently. And then, you know, Northerners are like, oh, we won the war. It's like, yeah, we did because we had superior uh, arms, superior military, and, you know, that fighting spirit. You know, we wanted, we didn't want to break up the shit. And good thing that the North won because slavery did end. Which After is, a while. Uh, it wasn't like it, it just ended, like, yeah. you know. But then there was those uh, guys that were, like, grandfathered in, which was kind of shitty. I mean, it was <laughs> uh, – we still <clears> – it's <throat> still the Northerners didn't treat – <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a great situation. A lot of people died for. Uh, it was like a lot of people died for some bullshit that shouldn't have happened in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, but that's what happens when you have two perspectives that don't want to like actually listen to each other to figure it out. They're like, well, we feel like we've given you this like to where you should understand that and we feel like we gave you this to where you understand it well we're not understanding so i guess we're gonna have to fight and whoever wins wins you're like yeah uh, one thing that i wish the northerners would tell people like even when we grew up with history in this perspective is what the north did to the south because the south didn't even really flourish until the 80s because when the civil war hit with them salting the lands and burning everything oh yeah like the mo- the modern day person at that time that should have just been able to go see their doctor and eat food was dying over like a regular cold because the north literally just destroyed oh them. yeah yeah and, we- which i mean war's war when we're talking about war and perspective but like these are our people this is like you know, how many people do you know that have a southern wife? Their family comes from the south, you know, and, like, they're happily married and all this shit. Like, do you know what your family did to them? You <laughs> yeah. know, like, that's really it, what it comes down to. And I don't know. The south raised me, uh, just helped me open up my mind to perspective. Yeah, and, you know, you always have to. I mean, that's why I'm always so sympathetic about, you know, the shit we were talking about earlier, too. I mean, I... I can have my views on one thing, but also I'm I don't live that person's life. So, I mean, there there are, there are certain things I don't think we have any business in. And you know, when people are yep. like, well, "What do you think about this?" Like, I, bro, I like any 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 time abortion gets brought up, I'm like, "Well, I'm not a woman, so I and I don't identify as such, so I don't have a fucking say." <laughs> yep, and that's how I feel too, one hundred percent. It's like watching, you know, to me, it's like watching soccer fans argue, and I'm like. I'm not a soccer fan. I don't. I cannot contribute to this argument. I cannot agree with anybody. So you guys have that over there. I have nothing to. I I have nothing to do with that, dude. Uh, there's been like, some crazy riots from soccer games. Yeah. Have you seen video footage? Oh of fuck the- it, dude! Like stadiums collapsing. Yeah, dude, dude. You're like what over a soccer game? Oh man, I love like you know. It's <laughs> that's really the modern day sports war. Yeah. Soccer. By the way, football. Great, dude, great, <laughs> greatest moment in sports history is uh, Malice in the Palace. Okay. Like, you don't remember when, like, Ron Artest went up in the s- seats and t- people were, like, throwing drinks at, and this has been talked about. It's like it was a big sports moment. And I, <laughs> I remember uh, I remember Bill Burr talking about it and saying the perfect thing. He's like, he's like, you know, sports fans got away with too much. They're like, no, no, fucking come up here. Come up here. He's like, well, they fucking came up. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you don't think this is one of the scariest things ever in a white guy's, like an angry six foot ten black guy running at you and you're five foot seven? And yeah, they, they were throwing drinks at people and the basketball players had enough and went in there and beat the fuck out of fans. And it was a great thing because it was like, oh, you guys thought you were protected in your uh, little ivory tower up there in the stands well nope <laughs> well and that's the thing is like look at how much pressure you put on even the nba people to perform or even in any other profession of like there's so much pressure 
uh, going on with people that like you talk shit, they're already under pressure, they're tired of it, and they just love doing what they do. Yeah. And now they're like, well, the tables turn because fuck you. Yeah. I I, yeah, I feel like more people should say fuck you in a sense because uh, you know we I feel like testosterone over generations has lowered and lowered and that could be because of the food we eat um yeah why is it harder to get organic food it costs so much more to eat healthy than you know you can feed your family off mcdonald's for 20 bucks yeah because certain foods close the third eye have you ever heard that like, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Know, fluoride fluoride in the water closes your ability dude to i bet my third eye. eye has been closed since the, i was born dude i was baptized <laughs> dude i was baptized with fluoride in the water <laughs> <laughs> that priest baptized me with that fluoride water. <laughs> Man, you know, and I, I, dude, a few years ago, I really liked when the term woke was coming around. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, oh, these woke people. Because a lot of these people, I felt like, felt the way I felt. Mm-hmm. But where it is right now, when you start talking about woke ass people, it's like people that have an opinion that are super opinionated. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, whatever happened to you guys just being cool and like people having conversations? Now you're like entitled to say how you feel. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised nobody's just like, manhandled you and been like shut the fuck up (laughs) right like not saying like that's the right thing to do but like that's where like testosterone is gone is like you can let your words define it and then like you're just a pussy like you're like oh well this person's better arguer than me but really like you're feeling that urge of like your inner nature wanting to take over like Maybe you should let it take over. I'm not saying beat the fuck out of somebody. Bit, no, but and people, some people need to be slapped for really saying some yeah. dumb shit. People have gotten uh, gotten too comfortable being able to say what they want and not get the fuck beat out of them. Yes. Like, uh, man, I grew up as a fat kid. I always got bullied even if I said the truth. Oh, yeah. So it was like. I grew up a fat kid, too, with a big-ass nose and, like, <laughs> you know, everyone's like. Wait, it's some Jew? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was like. You're Jew. I, I, I didn't even realize that until I got <laughs> some kid in like fifth grade. He's like, you got a Jew nose. I go, no, oh, I'm Catholic, which we came from. And then like years later, I look and I go, oh, I guess Jewish people have big noses. got this curly hair. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> how, the fu- how the fuck did this fifth grader know? And then it turns out his dad was a white supremacist. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so he, he was very aware of who he had to hate. I didn't, I didn't think that's where that was going to go. but <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because I remember, I remember going over to that kid's house in like high school. We go there, and his dad's got like the fucking Swazi flags up, and that's Damn. where I figured out what the what eight eight was. He, like he's always like eight eight brother. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And I didn't like, really know about that stuff until the movie uh, American History X. Oh, like yeah. you know, we talked about like I, I've never seen that movie. Never seen it. I mean, it's worth it's worth it, it's worth a watch. Like I've I've heard. I see. I've just I've seen so many documentaries <laughs> on like all these fucking skinheads, just these pieces of shit, and. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I, I. At what point can you just like give it up? Where you're like, hey, you know what? Um, I have all this hate and anger towards people that I don't have to deal with in my everyday. Again, that's like a separate issue. It's like if all these white supremacist dudes. It's just like, hey, man, um, what would you do if like a black man saved you from a burning car? Like, yeah, you, yeah well, like, like actually did right, right to you. Yeah, I'm like, because he doesn't know a damn thing about it. He just, he's going to save it. And, and then what? Is your whole view going to change because you realize that you're fucking wrong? Well, you, you know? know what's crazy is like, I feel like um, the majority of like the white supremacist group people that I've ever met in my life, it was like their daddy taught them and their daddy oh, yeah. taught yeah. them. So it's like literally nobody's actually getting educated. And you're like, you're like, damn, you're, it's almost like you're an inbred mindset. That's it's really like, all it is. Like, is this deliverance all over again? You about to take me out back? 
back and make you squeal? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really what it is, dude. I, I, I just, I, I, I can't even. Now I'm not one of those guys that are like I'm going to go out, you know, and go start shit with them. I'm just like, yeah, me if, neither. If, Fuck them. If they if they're protesting, they have the right to protest. Yes. They want to shut it down. Now can I go throw fucking eggs at them and run away? Yeah, yeah, you know. But that was the that was the other thing too when all this shit was going down. Where it was like you got guys that were like punching Nazis in the face. Do I enjoy seeing it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Should you be going out there and just randomly assaulting people? No. That wasn't what the Constitution was defined under. That's why. <laughs> but can I turn a blind eye to it because of these pieces of shit? <laughs> <laughs> and now here we go. It's like, you know, you were saying some shit. It's because, it's because they got away with it. I'm like, you shouldn't assault people. But that guy yeah. was saying shit, and uh, should somebody have punched him in the face for him saying that? Well, he got too comfortable not getting punched in the face, so he should have expected it. I'm just well. Uh, that's the thing is if you got, if you got balls to say something like that and you don't get punched in the face, there's two things. There's the person not checking you, but then there's also like you are entitled to your um, right, your freedom of speech. Yeah, and it, and that's one thing is like if you start censoring freedom of speech, then that's it was it. never freedom of speech. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah, what if I said all these like derogatory racist slurs and shit at you, but I'm entitled to be able to say that with our, our rights, mm-hmm. but doesn't mean that I'm right. And honestly, I feel like the majority of people don't feel it's right anyways. Yeah. So like, but you know, it's, yeah, it's like that thing. And then it's like, should it be right? It's like, it, how about you this? How about these skinheads? They the reason why they are that way. Not all of them, but the reason why they are is because they believe that eventually there'll be no more white people on this earth because everybody has been breeding with each other. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, who fucking cares? Like the what? reason why, like you with that perspective, is possibly one of the reasons why we're still like this is because you couldn't grow with mm-hmm. with time. Like there's nothing that says it, like in any, or at least I haven't found like in cultures where it's like. You have to be Asian or black to be the greatest person and to have the best culture and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, motherfuckers, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about how – I think it should always be about how you treat people, and it doesn't matter where they come from. It's about having that perspective. You know, what a lot of people don't want to talk about is how uh, how a lot of Asian Americans are treated. And it was, <laughs> it was bad before COVID, and they're getting treated worse, but nobody wants to talk about it because – you know, in the American mindset, it's like, well, this isn't the hot button issue. It's not going to yes, make us money, yes. so why even bring it up? But yeah, a, like a, Asian people are, uh, uh, do It's it's not a beautiful thing, and we should be ashamed as a country that we still do this shit to hardworking individuals, people who are just trying to make a better living for them and their families. Yeah. Like we all have the same fucking goal. We all want to make as much money as we can. Well, why did we come we, to this place in the first place? Yeah. It was because it was freedom to not be in a tyranny of some bullshit. Exactly. That like you like you were literally like my buddy John is first generation Vietnamese. Like he was born in Vietnam but came here at like five. Yeah. And uh you know, it's like his family has started to thrive here, but they've worked their asses mm-hmm. off. There's there's not been a day that his mom and dad hasn't worked two jobs, you know, and his mom owned a business and his dad still worked two jobs. Like, and they're still like, they're still not like rich or whatever the American dream perspective is, but like they got away from the, like, from what I know about his family is uh, during the Vietnam War, 
uh, his grandma literally left to go um, to get to the American side because of all the tyranny, and she had to oh, yeah. watch her husband die. She had to watch her family members in the most brutal way die, and you actually meet her and shit. You're like, why are you so humbled and nice? Yeah. Like it, what? What the hell? My you girl's know? my girl's mom ended up in Vietnam. She left Thailand around the Vietnam War, and when she came back, dude, she she uh, she ended up working at a Chinese restaurant for like 25 years. She would walk to work every day. I I, I don't remember if they said that she needed to, but at that at that time, you know, it's just what she did, and I, you know, it's. I think as Americans, we did get pretty lazy because it's like, man, I hate my mom and dad, blah, blah. No, they that happened after World War II, bro. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> they're, they're telling me I got to get a job or I got to get out of the house. And it's like, I met these dudes when, because uh, <laughs> I love like the, the Indian restaurant I always go to. Every three years, there's a new owner. And one of the guys that was running it way back in the day, I was working at the record store at the time, all there was like six employees and they all live together in the same house, small ass <laughs> house. And you go there and it's like, God damn, you guys don't got room for shit. And they're like, this is great. This is awesome. Cause they came from India where everything was on top of everything. Yeah. And now you want to look at perspective. It's like, dude, you guys got to sleep two in a room. And it's like, yeah, we only have to sleep two in a room. It's not like eight people in here. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, how are you guys this happy? And it's, you get, we get spoiled. We got really spoiled with sure. all this shit. You know, there's people that still don't have electricity and running water, and yes. they come to America, they'll work five fucking jobs. Why? Because they get to hang out in AC. They don't got to worry about fucking snake, venomous snakes crawling into their house or a fucking Bengal tiger snatching them up, snatching their livestock. Like, oh, you can just go to the store and get food? That's fucking nice. If, <laughs> if, if that doesn't show you what, like, where societies are with all the bullshit in the world, then... Mm. I don't know, like, then obviously your third eye will never open. Yeah, well, know? all that fluoride we're drinking Jesus. in the water. <laughs> brushing our teeth with. <laughs> no <Okay>. shit. Because <laughs> the- well, they, they, had to, they had to pour it somewhere. Yeah, where the fuck else is it going to go? Else? <laughs> I say, they can't just the- shoot it out in space. I know, it had to go in the water supply. It's got to get in the people's fucking... <laughs> you ever watch Futurama? Oh, yeah. You ever see the episode where like they were shooting their waste out into space and then it came back? Oh, and they had to like figure out a way to like get it away, you know, ship it. And yeah, keep it in space. and one of the one of the funniest things they found a Bart Simpson doll, and you know because Matt Groening did, did both of them, and yep. he's like, "Eat my shorts," and then Bender ate the shorts. He goes, mm, "Shorts." <laughs> I don't know why I love that as much as I do, but it's just one of the funniest fucking moments in that. Actually, my favorite thing about Futurama is instead of rats, they're all owls. So yeah. it's, if you, if you ever notice that, like going through the holes, like on at night, like instead of like mice, it's owls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't really know that until you said that. Uh, I, I, it was something I picked up over a couple of times. I'm like, what the fuck? And then yeah, I, I read into it because that's how much time I always have in my hands. There's um, The first episode of Futurama is what caught me into Futurama the same way that Rick and Morty caught me into Rick and Morty. I don't know if you've ever messed around watching oh, Rick I, and Morty. I, so I hang out with a lot of stoners, and they always talked about it. So I finally started watching. I'm like, oh, this show's fucking good. And then it's because it's Dan Harmon, the guy who did Community. And you're like, oh, okay. okay. I didn't even know that was him because uh-huh. Community was good. Yeah. I, I didn't mind the Community. It was a good yeah. show. So, yeah, Rick and Morty's uh, one of the shows. I, I didn't want to watch it. Because of the fans, like you I got, was like, the all these, same. I was like, the same. It's a greatest show. I'm like, man. I'm like, you're fucking stupid. I'm like, you don't have good opinions on anything. And I watch it. I go, this is kind of one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. Like to compare both first episodes, um, in Futurama, 
Fry goes into that death, bo- uh, the suicide box with um, uh, where he meets Bender for the first time, and yeah. he's like thinking he's making a phone call, and then it's the suicide box, and all the crazy shit happens. The first episode of Rick and Morty, they're going to get this seed, and a bunch of crazy shit happens, and he's asking his grandson to shove these seeds way up in his ass, and he's like, do it for grandpa. <laughs> I'm like, the craziness of the Futurama suicide booth and the craziness of the seeds shoving up your ass, I was like... Yeah, done. These are Easy. these are for me. <laughs> I, I never understood why people like the pickle Rick as much as I did, and I finally got around to seeing that episode. I'm like, what the dude? Pickle Rick fuck? goes hard. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, <laughs> Sheamus is a uh, pro wrestler with WWE. He, for a while, he was rocking this vest. He had pickle Rick on his vest, oh, <laughs> so yeah. he'd pull out it. You know, it was one of those things that you just happen to see. I'm like, there's that fucking pickle again. What is with this? And then you find out, you're like, okay. <laughs> I'll I'll have to do something lame and like get pickles that say Stevie's Eats and be like pickled Steve. <laughs> Pickle Steve. <laughs> Love it. Make sure it's like a real tiny one though so everybody knows what I'm packing. Yeah, a little kosher pickle. Well, yeah, what are like, those? I got the little guys here. What, what are those little fucking pickles called? Wh- which ones? The, the, the I, super small ones. Uh, I don't know. I know that like kosher, a lot of pickles are kosher just by like what they put yeah. in them. I don't know. The sweet pickles? Yeah, they're like the little I know it, like the ones that, that go on the Chicago dogs. Oh shit! Yeah, what the fuck yeah. are those? I couldn't tell you. They're super good. They yeah. are super good. I'd eat the shit out of them right now. <laughs> Dude, if you had a bowl. I'm getting fucking hungry. <laughs> <laughs> good thing the Mississippi's right there, man. Yeah, no shit. Brought a fishing pole. Yeah, no shit. I don't want to eat. That's one thing I, I do want to say that's cool about doing the podcast is like where you're at right now. You got you're in between two bridges. Mm-hmm. One of them's open. It's a great day. You got boats on the water. Like. That's life. Yeah. Like, that is seriously, it's a good time. Uh, well, I also wanted to say for other podcasters, um, do you remember, uh, I was going to say Al Green, but um, <laughs> who did, who did um, My Bum is on Your Lips? Oh, Tom Green. Tom Green. Tom Green, yeah. He has a podcast that's in a van. So he travels places and no does shit. A po- in a van. Like, that's his thing. Is like, can you hear him outside? We're in a van doing a podcast. Dude, I. So when you talk to me about, dude, let's just do the podcast in the truck, I was like, this is like the Tom Green in a van. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to do. And, you know, I'm like looking at, because I, I got to get out of where I'm at. That's half the reason why I'm here, you know, because, again, my fucking neighbor upstairs is losing his mind. So anytime I try to record, he just starts banging shit. And I'm like, all right, fuck this. Uh, which I need a studio, but I'm moving, but I'm like, I also looked at buying a camper, so I'm going to live in one for like yes. a year. And I'm like, how fucking cool would that be to have like a come over to the camper, bro? I was talking to my girlfriend. And she's got a son, and I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, I got next year. I'll have the concession trailer up. I was like, let's just get one of those big RVs and like just live in it. And she's like, I don't. Her first reaction was like, I'm not going to have a weird son who just is homeschooled. And I was like. That is a very secure argument. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. I, I said th- I said the suburbs are ours. Yeah, I, th- I th- well, I talked to my girl about it, and she's like, no. But then I found one that I'm like, it's like 26 foot. Um, it's winterized, so I can live there. I'm like, but oh I'm like, yeah, I'm like, can you just let me live? Because I, you know, obviously she's got two kids, and I'm like, dude, I, I I want a place where they can you know come to and you know hang out, and I, I don't, I'm not, I don't. I want to buy a house. I just I'm waiting to save up, get the right thing, you know, kind of figure that out. So I'm like, if I can put that off for another year, I'll do it. But I'm like, man, let me live that life like every summer, just having a fire out by the camper. It's like a lot of guys, a lot of guys in trades like where they travel a lot yes. will live in campers. I'm like, so I've seen enough videos. I'm like, I know how I can do it. 
So Well, there's a lot of nice setups. It's not oh, like yeah. it's got to be like – I feel like when anybody thinks camper, they think of like trailer park or white trash right away. And it's like, no, like, look at all these retired people or, you know, you're talking about um, workers that, like, this is their lifestyle. Like, don't bash the lifestyle until you've tried it. Dude, I went in this, uh, and the guy was showing me this fifth wheel. This motherfucker was $80,000. Damn. Dude, this, it had, like, more square footage than a lot of places that I've lived. (laughs) And it was so fucking, like, I'll, I'll show you a video, and holy fuck, it was nice. I'm like, dude. I if I had eighty thousand, I'd probably. But that's that's a camper, and you're not getting the resale value like a house. I'm like, I can't fucking dump that. But like well, fifteen thousand, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, I could have the camper for it, you know, take it wherever. It's just one of them deals. Well, who knows? You know, like people, you buy a house, even even if you paid your house off, you still owe the government property taxes mm-hmm. and all this shit. Who's to say that someday they're just gonna be like, well, you know what? Even though you got your house paid off, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> and you're like, well, at least I got the camper because now I can just go travel and find a spot and try to mm-hmm. hide and do whatever you got to do. Fuck it, yeah. And live. Well, and that's another thing about it is I've been to Tennessee a few times and just camped and hung out. And, like, you can take them anywhere. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we could literally be chilling out in the camper right next to the water right now doing this. And, like, it's chill. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I just want a place where you can get electrical hookups and you can get, like, city water run. So you can have running water and it'll fucking drain nice, out for you. So nice. there's, I mean, there's yep. there's a couple of amenities that you can do if you get into a park. But that's down the road a little bit. I'm, I'm still trying to weigh options. I don't know what I'll do winter-wise, but who the fuck knows? Yeah, I just re-signed my lease Ugh. for another year. Yeah, no, I, it's all. I don't want to sign another year lease, but. And. You know, I'm not mad at it, but it's funny because I live in, like, a real strict, like, apartment complex. And, like, they're like, you know, no no drugs, no this. And, um, <laughs> like, everybody around me in my apartment complex got, like, evicted um, because they were just blazing, just blazing up, having parties, wilding out. And, like, in the lease is, like, this is, like, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. Like, I'm not saying, like, you can't have a party and have people over and be up late. Yeah. But, like, they, like, we're talking people are wilding out. And I don't care because, like, I sleep easy. Mm-hmm. And by the time I'm doing stuff, like, when I barbecue, man, I'm up at, like, midnight hitting the start smoking at, like, 3 in the morning. So I'm up. So it's, like, I'm gone. Yeah, like, no who shit. gives a shit? Dude, my, uh, I was looking at this one apartment and this, it was, like, a whatever and there was like a super strict and they goes no overnight guests i was like what no overnight i'm like go fuck yourself yeah. i'm like as as expensive as it was i'm like oh hell no dude fuck that i don't know people are landlords are getting a little weird now they know they're gonna evict people they're trying to get whoever in it well fuck. covid made them lose a bunch of money so yeah everything's gonna get even more strict now <laughs> like right like my rent went up I was telling you about that earlier, it went up, and I even asked him, I was like, I said, so why is my rent going up this much more? I was like, you know, I've lived here, I paid you during COVID, there was no hiccups, there was no nothing, like, everything was kosher, and the lady was like, well, that that was, um, you living here a first-year deal, and I said, no, the first-year deal, which I pulled out my contract, well, I pulled it out and was telling her, and reading it to her, I said, it was, uh, you know, the first month you got $200 off, like, that was the deal for the year. And I was like, so you're lying to me that, like, that was your promotional deal, and now you're raising it up. Like, that makes me pissed even that I'm even living yeah, there. Yeah, no shit. Like. Fuck that. Like, I'm not mad that, like, I got to pay more money, but uh, 
I'm just mad that you lied. Like, <laughs> if you guys knew what just happened, I, you'd be yeah. laughing too. Yeah, we're out here. And it's like, <laughs> I was sitting there watching this girl skateboard. Like, hi, is a titty going to fall out? <laughs> Man, I, I'm not trying to like be one of those guys that sexualized her, but she was fucking feeling it. She was like just banging on the skateboard. Look, you know she knows she looks like a babe right now. Oh, she, she, like, she, and she she's dressed her, up for that. Oh, she's in her fucking world. And guess what? Go, go, you girl. She <laughs> that that's a lady. She ain't giving a fuck. She's wearing what she wants. She's yep. out here. She's feeling herself. She's really feeling herself. That's dude. That's that's if we uh, if you take anything away from this podcast, if you're feeling yourself, we're gonna be all about it. Now we're gonna be a couple <laughs> of pigs. Like God damn, look at that. <laughs> but hey, you're out here feeling yourself. You go, girl. One hundred percent. Do you? Uh, speaking of speaking of doing me, I gotta do myself a favor. I gotta get food. We kept talking about food. I got so fucking hungry. I don't know what I'm gonna eat. I'm uh, trying to lose weight, but I'm like, uh, <laughs> damn. We talked about some like bomb ass food. I'm like, dude, I bought like th- I bought 24 hot dogs for three dollars and fifteen cents. Well, broke this week. Jesus. But I'm like, I just want to eat hot dogs, and then all of a sudden now, like I was talking about Vietnamese food. I got a bad bad feeling. Look, I'm gonna end up at low pies. I love I love <laughs> hot dogs. Like, I feel like being in the Midwest, like, I grew up with bologna and hot dogs mm-hmm. as kids. And, you know, like, it's it's cheap to feed your family like that. But, like, I mean, who doesn't love a fucking piece of meat like that? It's I processed know. bullshit. I mean, that's why McDonald's thrived. Yeah, because fucking processed bullshit. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, I don't know. You want to uh, you want to wrap that podcast up here? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we probably should. We're in an hour and a half in. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, it'll set up for a part two. But if you want to tell everybody where they can find you and shit, uh, give me the that. plug, baby. Yeah, the, the plug, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what it do, baby? <laughs> all right, all right, everybody. Stevie's Eats, eight oh six Fortieth Avenue, Bentonorf, Iowa. A block. North from Tanglefoot Road in Utica Ridge, barbecue to table, barbecue. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> it's to go. Name. It's to go only, but enjoy. Probably the best in the QC. Who knows? I'll let you decide. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, like if you don't like it, rip me a recommendation and tell me why you don't like it, and maybe you'll uh, allow me to enhance your perspective, or you can just. EMA, which means eat my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Come for the pork butt. <laughs> EMA. And you can find them at Stevie's Eats. I'll have links in there. And you got a TikTok too, right? Same thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll link all that stuff in there. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you stopping down Thank here at the Pavilion. Thank you for having me. It was cool. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go get me some food, go check out uh, Adventurous. They open their tap room. And I got a fucking stand-up competition tonight. So. Fuck yeah. yeah. I got a bit of a full day. But yeah, well, uh, I appreciate you coming by. I'll plug all the links in. And guys... Thanks for tuning in. Remember, the Wu-Tang slang is mad fucking dangerous. Later. <laughs> Parkview, Iowa. Give it up for Stevie Mo. Oh, thank you for the guy who cheered fuck your favorite sports teams. Way to go, dude. Fucking jackass. <laughs> Golly, how's everyone doing tonight? Good? Yeah! Yeah? Is everybody productive today? No, neither was I. All I did was got stoned and went to Target. Yeah. I think everybody did the same thing. Everyone's like, yeah, go on. 
Target's such a fascinating place, man. I always like to play a game when I'm there. And the game is, uh, is it lesbian couple or mother and daughter? <laughs> Either way, it's like, hey, I'm good for you, or, uh, oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah, Target's like the unmanliest place I've ever been at in my life. And uh, I'm not, like, trying to get into pronouns here, but, like, I feel like I'm a dude sometimes. You know what I do? Like, manly shit. But when I'm like super high looking at bath towels comparing prices, I'm like, oh, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I gotta do something manly. So I fucking left and went to Menards and killed a six pack in the parking lot. <laughs> Just to feel something. <laughs> it was an interesting day. I, uh, this chick I've been seeing, uh, we had to split ways. You know, she was talking to me. She was going on this rant about, you need to get vaccinated. You need to do this. You're a piece of shit if you don't. So I unsubscribed her OnlyFans. <laughs> Shut up, lady. I just want to see boobs. I don't want to be. I already see one boob on the TV. Tell me about vaccinations. All right, that's a political joke. I just called the president a boob. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, uh, I don't subscribe to OnlyFans. I just go to Reddit and see the pictures when they're uploaded for free because I'm fucking cheap. Hey, fuck it. You know, you find their username. It's like, oh, plus I got TikTok. Now I'm going to go to Reddit and try to get your shit for free. <laughs> I don't support small business, fuck that's why I went to Target. <laughs> I think I gotta tell you guys this. Uh, I recently found out that me and uh, the rapper Trick Daddy have something in common. And we both love getting our asses eaten. That shit was amazing. It's like, thank God, I finally have a way to connect with fucking Trick Daddy. <laughs> And I'll tell you, I really do like my ass eating, and uh, that's the way I, uh, the lady I'm currently seeing, she doesn't know about the OnlyFans shit show. Shh. <laughs> Fuck up. I did tell her one time when we were first meeting, I, uh, I might have been under the influence of uh, some sort of substance, can't remember what it was, I do a lot of drugs. <laughs> and I sent her a video of me holding a dude wipe. She's like, what's that for? I'm like, it keeps my bubble clean so you can lick my ass. Wink, wink. Get it? And she's like, ha, you're stupid, I'm not gonna do that. Well, a couple weeks later, you know, she was uh, at the store, she ends up sending me a message. She gets a whole fucking box of dude wipes. Like one of those giant, like she went to the Sam's Club or Costco, you know? So it's almost like a pallet size, and I started crying. Like, holy shit. I am so flattered right now. She's like, what? I'm like, you know what I use those for? And I'm like, and that's how much you're gonna eat my ass? It's like a pallet's worth of doodle wipes? I got, I got so excited, I called Trick Daddy on the phone. No. Can someone spot the lie in that? You guys just let me, let, it, let you believe that I called Trick Daddy on the phone and I can't go on. We heard you in the Target parking lot. Trick Daddy, I'm getting my ass ate tonight. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I live, a, uh, I live a very interesting life. I'm a, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. In case my uh, weight didn't determine that for you guys. Um, oh, long-haired fat fuck. Oh, of course he likes pro wrestling. Yeah, he likes to see fit dudes do shit he can't. I, uh, I do hate when I'm like, I'm 31 years old. I don't like when people have to tell me that pro wrestling's fake. Like, I get it. Yeah, I know. You know so I just start playing along, and eventually I just, I'm like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you know, start playing along with it. When someone starts telling me, you know, like, you know, like pro wrestling shit, that shit's fake, right? You still watch it, it's fake. I just like start acting shocked, like, what? 
Christmas? It's fate? Oh, sweet Jesus. That means Crispin Watt didn't actually kill his family. Oh, my God. That's good. Oh, thank God. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. My name is Stephen Bell. Thank you.